podcast but more specifically but yeah I'll get to it in the end this my shit right here alright 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 I think that's about enough of this but I'll play I'll play uh I'll play it in the end but what you were just listening to was in Truly original Filipino folk song called Bahai Kubo. Uh, roughly translates to small hut, Nipa hut. Um, let's see, if you're familiar with the background of Filipino icon Manny Pacquiao, it's been said <laughs> that he once lived in one of these tiny huts before he became the powerhouse and knockout monster that he is known today, defeating many uh, very, very prestigious and well-known Mexican fighters to rise to fame and stardom. He actually recently just dropped 42 points in the, his his own basketball league that he started <laughs> in the Philippines, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, and the reason that Gage and I <laughs> are sharing you our, our deep, deep culture is not only to learn about it, but also to celebrate today's topic Today is our 31st episode, and we thought, Gage thought, actually, it'd be a great idea to cover tiny homes. When he texted me last night, I literally shit my pants, and I was like, yeah, dude, I'm ready. This is the this is going to be a fun topic. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? It's the Art Pros, your favorite, most smoothest podcast, the most yeah podcast you've ever listened to at this exact moment. And today, we're going to be covering a movement, a pretty dope architectural movement depending on where you stand on the topic today we're covering tiny homes as ren said or a you know america's bahai kubo <laughs> you pretty much it's kind of weird right so i'm gonna drop a couple stats on you guys throughout the episode and i have to take these stats with a grain of salt because they come from a very pro tiny home website uh, tinysociety.co Also, we gotta take it with a grain of salt because we're Filipino. Yeah, well, like more like a spoonful of salt. And for those of you who are out of the joke, we got high cholesterol in these <laughs> jeans. <laughs> um, so tinysociety.co estimates about 10,000 tiny homes are in the U.S. with an estimate of over 700 built a year. It is difficult to get accurate data because some of these some of the tiny home community chooses to do so outside of regulation. That is, they choose to build outside of regulation. This includes not having their homes registered. However, in 2017, tiny house sales increased by 67%. Now, according to this article, 50% of tiny house owners have more money saved than the average traditional or normie-sized home. <laughs> the average oh. price of a normie home is around two hundred fifty thousand dollars, while the Chad tiny home is about seventy five thousand dollars. Damn, that's some hardcore othering. Though. I, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. 
The mortgage payment on a tiny home can start around $150 a month with a down payment of around $7,500 versus, you know, around $25,000 for a normie home. Dang. Pretty crazy. Easy way to save money. Now, the average square footage of a tiny home is 160 square feet, and the average dimension is 8 by 20 with between, uh, at about between 12 and 13 feet tall. Hmm. All right. Yeah. That's that's not what I expected. No, it's pretty small, though. That's pretty small. Yeah, that's smaller than, uh, like, you know, two of my bedrooms. That's pretty small. It's a tiny... That's really... All right. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by the state. I'm clearly shocked. I'm clearly shocked. So you're saying a lot of people who build tiny homes do it off the grid? Or they try to, yeah. People love going off the grid, man. Well, everyone is so sick of society. Hence the need for this website, Tiny Society. They want to have a smaller society within the bigger society. Because we live in a society. Society. It's a very Joker, Joker of them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. The they got to rise phenomenon. up. Yeah. It's pretty wild that there is like literally a tiny home movement. It's been around since like the mid eighteen hundreds. Whoa. Or I'm sorry, the mid eighteenth century. I think so, it's been around forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tiny homes. Yeah. I mean, well, European tiny homes, well, or tiny homes. From a society where people tend to have big homes. Tiny home redux. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the concept of the tiny home is contingent upon having large homes, normie homes, you know? But apparently, Henry David Thoreau, the writer, was one of the early adopters of tiny homes in a big home society. <laughs> Say more. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy, but they got cool in pop culture, like, 1990s in the U.S. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, but recently, I don't know, you see a lot more and more push for, like, tiny home living because people are becoming more aware of limited resources. Man, see, I just think it's a little messed up to rebrand it. To rebrand tiny homes? It's just totally rebranded. Do you think, like... Do you think people living in trailer parks right now are appreciate the tiny home movement? Oh like, no, definitely dude, not. Dude, that's messed up. Like literally, pe- and like most tiny homes are on wheels for like building regulations. I feel yeah, like come on, why don't see the major difference here that that irks me is like a trailer park is basically a tiny home park, but it's stigmatized because it's called that and it's associated with something less responsible than choosing to live in a tiny home you know what i'm saying well let me tell you what i think of when i think of a tiny home i think of little mason jars filled with uh little candles and Mm. tiny bags of tea and a tiny keurig and uh (laughs) tiny reclaimed wood and tiny plants i just think of all the things that make me think of liberal arts degrees and uh you know failed marriages that's what i think of when i think of a tiny home or or very happy but uh woke marriages yeah you know woke on earth so your average trailer to give you an idea of a trailer versus a tiny home is 1056 square feet 
That's mm-hmm. your average double wide trailer. Mm-hmm. So we're talking uh, that many more feet than 150 square feet for your average tiny home. And see, that's what I'm saying. It's messed up because as a tiny home consumer, it's considered tiny. But then we still have this term called trailer park. Why can't you call it a mansion? You know what I mean? <laughs> Compared to the tiny home? It, it technically is. Like, it's just, it's just a little funny. I think, I think we're going to get in a little deeper into this, uh, this weird dynamic a little later. Because um, this tiny home, the tiny home phenomenon, there's, there's a lot to unpack about it. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? We're nine minutes in. If you've made it this far, we've hooked you in, hopefully. <laughs> um, because today we're going to unveil a very totally... You know how much... We did a lot of research today. Mostly Gage. The, Gage did the appropriate research for the topic. Instead, I was researching Barry Glazer. Um, but, you know, let's not... You know, not, enough about my poor research. Because... Um, we're talking about tiny homes today. We, so we, so the tiny home is about, on average, the same size as like a camping RV. Oh, look, he's got info pull up, yeah. uh, pulled up. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. I mean, RVs are like luxury vehicles, though. But essentially, like most tiny homes are things that people attach to their trailer hitch and then, you know, drive around the country to avoid paying property taxes. Yeah. And I mean, a tiny home is probably roughly the size of a shipping container, right? smaller for a lot of people but yeah pretty much i mean covers the same amount of surface area probably but like taller yeah so tiny homes like 12 by 13 12 12 12 to 13 feet i remember seeing that all over facebook five years ago people wanting to move into shipping containers shipping containers like really nice shipping container homes like six or seven of them stacked on top of each other with like sliding doors it looks really dope like an interior designer just like you know went viral oh yeah um then tiny home uh the tiny home thing i see i had no idea that it was cooler in in the night or as cool in the 90s as it is today i I mean you know the internet's a crazy thing well these days so according to some stats it says that over half a little bit over half of all people over the age of 18 would consider living in a tiny home but for millennials it's 63 percent really so that's even bigger why do you think millennials want to live in tiny homes so bad why are they chomping at the bit to live in a tiny home because because as a millennial myself i can relate i can relate in a way that uh appeals to my wokeness as a millennial it shows that I uh, am responsible. So these 63% of people that they ask, are they for reals though? No, probably not. Yeah. Everyone always says they want to spend less money or buy less shit or eat less meat, but they don't do it. As a millennial, here's the thing. We're all full of shit sometimes. I can go <laughs> live in a damn tiny home. How many, 60% of that 60% probably actually go through. That's That's a commitment. Maybe one day... I'll be looking back, listening to this episode, shaking my head in my tiny home. You know what's crazy to me is like, as much as you'd think tiny homes are affordable, I feel like tiny homes, most millennials couldn't even afford to live in a tiny home. Like, <laughs> it would just be cheaper to like rent a place. 
but then you're not owning anything oh yeah that's what a lot of millennials they're like well am i wasting my money on rent when i could be wasting that money on a mortgage and owning a, a home well here's the problem is most homes depreciate in value it's the land you own that that is an increase in value so the right, land right. is really where most of the property value comes from okay so it costs you like 23 grand on average to build a tiny home but that doesn't include the cost of the land that you're building it on so if the average regular house costs like 150 grand to build but the land that you're building on is worth like 300 grand you're still gonna have a better piece of property than like if you're you have a tiny home budget oh man so this is the art pros podcast (laughs) the art pros podcast i'm an artist you know my studio is probably bigger than the tiny home. Yeah. Straight up. I mean, our studio is huge. It's like, so the average tiny home is about 1.13 shacks by 1.4 shacks. Or yeah. like, or I'm sorry, 2.8 shacks. About 2.8. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's 8 by 20 feet for those of you who don't work off the shack metric system. And our studio is probably like 4 shacks by 4 shacks, I would say. Yeah, sh- four shacks per square inch. Yeah, yeah, we could fit. Yeah, it. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like it. So, as an artist, a tiny home probably wouldn't work if you don't just work on a computer. Hmm. Well, or what if you make tiny art? Have you seen Synecdoche, New York? The movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. That yeah. might work out. Oh yeah, the, you could just make really tiny art. You could make tiny food. Maybe your house is an installation. Oh, yeah. Well, the hard part about living in a tiny home, I would guess, is having to make everything modular. And a lot of artists don't have a brain for that. I think I think artists... Well, depends on depends on the type of artist. Well, I guess it's a designer more so. But yeah. designers are artists. Can you explain yeah. what modular means? Because I use that word, but I don't really know what it means. Modular means... Modular... Making something modular means that you can use it for more functions than one. Something modular, good example would be a Swiss Army knife, because it's a knife, but it's also tiny scissors. Tiny scissors, tiny forks? Sometimes. Okay. So you know what? I can see the value of a tiny home, because Swiss Army knives are like the most popular type of army knife I can think of. An RV. An RV is modular. Yeah. Yeah, you can... You can shit in it. Yeah, you, you know, you can it's got different settings and attachments that you can you can add to it i mean anything modular something you can something that you can add to and it is built to be added onto oh and it's got different modes of usage yes okay so like a lego could technically be modular a lego is definitely modular okay so I'm saying, like, I don't know if anybody is aware of those phones that people were proposing a while ago that were modular where you can kind of add and take away little, a, a better camera on it. You can unplug this camera module that kind of slips into the back of it. Like, essentially, your phone would just be a screen with these tiny plugs on the back. And you plug in different, like a speaker, a bit a a better a better battery if you want a better camera and the point was that you could fit it to your specifications and tiny homes are much like that camera that never happened that everybody you know loved the <laughs> idea of so is a 
So a MacBook wouldn't be modular, but a PC would. More, way more modular. Yeah. Yeah, Macs are like 1% modular to a PC where you can upgrade stuff. You can take out uh, the graphics card. If you know a little bit about PCs, you know that's what makes your computer have good graphics. And it's what mines Bitcoin graphics card. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. little pro tip there. You can take that to the to the bank, to the Bitcoin mining bank. <laughs> so would you ever live in a tiny home? If I really had to, probably. I mean, look, I grew up Filipino. No matter what home you lived in, how big it was, it was going to be tiny because all your cousins lived with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing about tiny homes. Recently, more and more people want to move their whole family into a tiny home where you can all share a prison cell and live in that whereas in like the 90s it was mostly lone wolf types who wanted to be alone or like maybe live with a partner off the grid but now people are people are turning to tiny homes or tiny apartments uh that spirit of living space to deal with less and less actual space to exist i I'll, I can just live under my desk at work, you know? With a little bucket and a bowl of food. Yeah. A bowl yeah. for food, right? Yeah, I could get a kind of a, a wide-ish tube that sticks outside the window, so I just pee <laughs> out the window like in the olden days, you know? Well, do you think that uh, tiny homes are necessary? Like, do you think that that's a, a response to a necessity? That's debatable. That's debatable because I'm a small, I'm a, I'm a tiny person in a big world. Oh, yeah, true. I don't really know. You know, as much as I'd love to read all of these statistics about how populated or over or underpopulated our country actually is, I'm a little skeptical. And I think that it's mostly based on how many, how much resources that the country is able to share yeah i think it has to do with the resources and the main resource obviously being one of the main resources being money if the idea of getting a tiny home is one it's good for the environment and good for the wallet you know oh yeah saving True. for retirement what what does that actually say about the country you know we can talk about what it says about you and how responsible you are as a homeowner and as a you know, a person of Earth, living on Earth, taking care of the Earth, um, being being mindful of waste. That's that's noble. I'm curious about what it says about the country. I'm curious about how it got marketed to such popular heights. It's fascinating because. Because think back to our original folk song that we played in the beginning, Bahai Kubo. It's literally about a small home made out of bamboo, straw, in the wild, on a farm. That song is about a small house. They're growing their own vegetables. They're living off the grid, because there is no grid, you know? That's pure. And now... We're here talking about tiny homes in America like it's hip and cool. It's kind of interesting, you know? Yeah, well, so the the argument I see for 
tiny homes for some people is like it's a way to address the housing crisis so the fact that there's a lot of people like you know i think like over 800,000 people in the US experience homelessness um so they look so governments will look at building tiny residences as a way to deal with making affordable housing for people but i just pulled up good. this article that says that vacant homes in the US outnumber the homeless 6 to 1 and that's in 2015 so i don't know how accurate that number is now but i can't imagine that they filled uh you know 3 or 4 million homes with all those homeless people so i'm a little wary of the tiny home propaganda movement that is trying to push on us this idea that there's not enough space to live see may or may not be you know what i'm saying? i i i'm feeling you man we're in a city where abandoned houses are a huge deal and homelessness and homelessness yeah. it's so fundamentally down to its core it makes no sense for that this type of society to that's it, just not getting talked about we're talking about everything else but things like that things that the society is failing at <laughs> you know why would they put that in the news though let's be real here I'm not gonna do that that's why we're here to put it out there a little bit what do you think of uh tiny apartments tiny apartments yeah so like apartments in new york that are less than 500 square feet um i don't know a ton about it but from personal experience when i first moved here in baltimore when I first moved here to Baltimore, I lived in this... You remember my place in Hamden? Yeah, I do. A really, really small room. And I only accepted it because it was unbelievably low priced. It was $270 a month. Yeah. But the room was so small. You know, I could I could lay down and... Let's see. I'm about, it's about... It's about 0.9 shacks. Oh, okay. 0.9 shacks per square inch. Like point, seven feet. Point nine by point nine, probably. Yeah. Point nine, maybe but point nine, maybe one point two. Point nine by one point two shacks. Okay. Per square inch. So that's so not even really small. Yeah. It's like a. That's not even a whole Michael Jordan. No, it's smaller than our studio right now. Yeah. That we're potting in, about ten percent, ten percent smaller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty small, and it had like a a bed in there that took up the whole room, so I'm really happy. But. I'm getting I'm getting away from my statement about what I think about tiny homes in in cities. Um, it's a deep and complex issue. It's a deep and complex issue because lots of people want to live in New York because it's cool. There's lots of opportunity there to make the big bucks if you you know if you work hard and grind if you work nine, 90 hours a day. Yeah and uh you know work seven days a week and you want to compete with uh wealthy people who have trust funds to fall back on when they move there and teslas yeah and teslas yeah. you got teslas so they save on gas they're just like shitting on you already you know they're shitting on you from birth yeah and to live somewhere affordable that is less than the that would cost a reasonable amount less than a third of your 
monthly income, you'd need to live more than 45 minutes away from but Gage, the city. this is the American dream. Oh, yeah. This is the American dream. When you go to America, apartment. the streets are paved with gold. But, and <laughs> and you go to America, you go to New York City, and you can make it big. Maybe one, maybe you, maybe you have to sleep in a in a tiny apartment the size of a closet. Yeah. For for four or five years or decades well, before you can, you know. That's where all the unpaid art internships are, is New York. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can, you know. Maybe sometimes you got to get that eighty thousand dollar a year job to sleep in a in a. 0.9 by 1.2 shack per square inch apartment yeah but that apartment is really close to a cool bar you like oh yeah no it's right in the, it's it's right in soho yeah you know so 1200 a month i think a lot about people who uh aren't on the trend of tiny homes but live in tiny places yeah. that are just okay with it uh specifically outside of american cultures so for example the romani people's mostly in europe so the pejorative for them is gypsies people who choose to live in tiny dwellings to move along and and those people you know live for a life of adventure they don't spend a lot of time in the home and maybe that's why people in new york live in uh barely livable apartments where they can't do a full cartwheel in their living space i agree with that and i agree with that because my experience in that tiny room in hamden i pretty much just decided I'll use this room to sleep. Yeah. Get changed, and then I'll make the rest of the house my home. Yeah. You know, the rest of the house wasn't tiny. It wasn't large, but it was free for me to hang out in the living room to read my books or do my drawings or whatever I would do. And and Hamden, if you are not familiar with the town in Baltimore City, is a very nice town, and you can walk to the bar if you need to. Take a couple minutes. It's hip. It's a up and coming new town. People, people are recognizing it, glo- it in the whole country. You know, people know about it. They're starting to. I mean, you're cool if you know about it. If you're not from Baltimore. So here's my question: Is am am I audacious to think that people deserve, for a reasonable price, more than eighty square feet of a home or one hundred sixty hmm. square feet in their home? For a reasonable price. That's that's the cool thing, but that's the cool thing about capitalism, right? If you make your money and earn it, and you did it the right way, maybe you did it the wrong way, you can pay for a bigger place if you think you deserve it. What I think is interesting, and I think I think if you earn it, you should you should pay for a big home if if you think you deserve it. But I think it's interesting that people are willing to accept living in a tiny home for some reason yeah whatever it is that they believe may be beneficial to anything else the world themselves their family their wallet their bank account something's they're convinced that living in a tiny home is good i think that's interesting like i mean i can I see know. i can see the reasoning for it being good but I also get worried that there's a uh, serious propaganda effort yeah. working right. against tiny, tiny so, people like us. I'm a little, I'm getting a little practical here. I sound like some sort of centrist or something. Yeah, I radical. sound positive. Yeah. Why am I? Why am you know? There's time and a place for being positive. 
But right now, I'm also suspicious too. Uh, yeah, man. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I was suspicious in the beginning. You know, I was talking about the branding of the tiny home. Here's my question, all right? So why is it that every time I go on YouTube, I look at... I So I watch this sort of fetishy thing, right? Where I go on YouTube and I watch real estate agents take tours of 16... 25, 35, 45, 55 million, 271 million dollar homes, right? And I just, I'm like, wow, like they got 40,000 square feet in the heart of Manhattan and it's, it's unoccupied, but the guy owns the place. And I'm just like, wow, that's so cool. But I watch all this and I swear my algorithm knows me so well because they're like, oh, if you're watching this, you're probably too poor to afford it. Let me show you all these tiny home videos. And they're showing me all these fucking 300 square foot videos. And I get worried, man. Is my YouTube algorithm trying to tell me that like, oh, you you poor little motherfucker. Like you should want to live in a tiny home. Is the tiny home movement simply wealthy propaganda to push, you know, us, <laughs> the serfs of civilization, the uh, the laborers upon which large homes are built. Is it to push us in the direction of thinking that we deserve less space or to trick us into thinking that it was our idea to live in less space and take up less resources? That very, that very well might be possible. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give you a ton of credit for being an uh, amazing interviewer, for pulling this answer <laughs> out from me. I think you know, I might have a bright future in politics if I wasn't uh, an immigrant. <laughs> but um so all right i'm gonna lay it down i think the tiny home movement is concerning to me because i'm concerned of what you just said i'm gonna i gotta be critical i graduated from college i'm educated Very. i gotta think about this stuff you know i think that people deserve to be in the home that they want to live in but my concern is uh, what is it that's making these people want to live in tiny homes? Maybe it is that propaganda. Maybe it is something that, that people buy into. Mm, maybe there's something to that. And it's a big maybe to me. Because, let's say, alright, I'm going to take a hard position. Let's, let's say rhetorically, yes. Let's say the propaganda is true. You got the inside scoop. Got that big file, the file with the red stamp on it that says top secret, the tiny home file. And it's a tiny file, fits in your wallet type of file. We got it right now. There's a bunch of tiny papers in there about the size of a quarter of an index card. And you get a, you get a tiny magnifying glass for, for contact sheets. As a photographer, you might know that as a loop. We're looking, we're looking at the loop. We're looking at these files and it says the CIA and the government have been giving false information to left-wing liberals telling them that there's not enough space and that they're uh, making too much garbage and living in a tiny home is better for your family your wallet and the environment because you're poor and you're gonna be poor forever because that's what we're doing to you. And um, it, see, if I was an expert in, <laughs> in politics and real estate, I, my opinion might have some merit. But 
I did that. Did, was that a good answer to your question? Yeah. You think I can get on? You think like with that type of thing, I can get on the big stage and do some democratic debate type of thing? Well, I certainly think that uh, you could be on the Joe Rogan podcast if I was as as your democratic president nominee. Everybody will get universal basic tiny homes. Yeah. See something like that. Yeah. With more conviction. Like, I, you know, that was off top. So. Well, here's the thing, man. With these tiny homes, it alleviates the pressure of spending your capital on less detrimental industries. Well, if you're going to buy a, if you're going to buy a, ta- ti- a tiny home, it's going to be not it's not going to be capital, it's going to be lowercase. You're gonna spend your lowercase <laughs> on a tiny. Yeah. Oh, all right, I yeah. got. No, you got, yeah, you're gonna spend that lowercase. <laughs> My whole thing, man, is that like you see this movement for tiny homes where people are like, I just want to take up less space and use less resources. But the thing is, is that space is like one resource that I think we have in abundance relative to the number of people in the U.S. I mean, that metric before, six to one, abandoned homes to homeless people. There's plenty of space for people. So convincing like a huge portion of, you know, 30 to 50 year olds or whatever fucking millennials are right now, that living in a tiny home is contributing to fighting against climate change or fighting against resource scarcity is crazy to me. I have a proposition. I have a proposition to... uh... All the people listening to this podcast that are interested or curious about tiny homes, here's, you know, what with with everything that we've said before, take into take that into consideration, and I challenge you, instead of getting a tiny home, think about moving to Baltimore City, where forty to fifty percent <laughs> of the homes here are abandoned, and you might even be able to buy one for a dollar. I'm not shitting you. People have bought houses in Baltimore City for a dollar. Yeah, true. So, you know, what is what does that mean? You know, if 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 you're a tiny home person, I trust that you're a responsible human being with the the best intentions. And if you go and buy a home here in Baltimore City for a dollar, shouldn't be too much risk up for gentrification or anything like that. You know what I mean? You're trying to be responsible. You just want a home. <laughs> you don't want to take up any more space. So why would you build a tiny home when you can buy an abandoned home? Yeah. A big abandoned home. Maybe it might cost just as much if you do your research. Yeah, to fix it. You might it. have to do research for tiny home either way. So why are they building and making a new brand for tiny homes instead of saying, oh, there's, there's enough. There's yeah. enough out there already for people to have a home because not all homes are occupied. Oh, well, if you don't have a tiny home, you can't just go wherever you want. And you can't say you have one. Oh, yeah, true. You can't say you have one. But... but I I think I argue that it's just as cool to say, you know, yeah, I I actually I I actually moved to Baltimore City. It's pretty cool. I like it. I refurbished it. Yeah, I like I like Baltimore City. You know, Isn't despite cool? what Trump said about rats being here, I didn't I might, see very many. Well, my neighbor is a rat and very nice, <laughs> very super nice rat. <laughs> welcomed me into the neighborhood, and you know, they actually you know, we had dinner with them the other. You know what I mean? Like, don't judge, don't judge. So tiny homes weigh less than 10,000 pounds, typically, yeah. or weigh around 10,000 pounds. See, Shaq is about 320 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's about, uh, you know, 
nine ninety shacks or something nine nine hundred so, shacks something like that. I'm not good. <laughs> I said ninety <laughs> nine million shacks. <laughs> My another big problem I have with tiny homes is they're 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 probably pretty easy to steal. They're not bolted down to anything. <laughs> you can drive them away with a car. I think you like get towed. Yeah, tiny home can get towed if you park it in the wrong place. Four Dwayne the Rock Johnsons could bench press one tiny home. I think I haven't checked how much he benches, but I'm pretty sure it's a ton at Four. least. I'd say about three three Dwaynes, two John Cena's total. Oh yeah, yeah, I could Something definitely like that. bench that. No yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh wait, all right, all right. I'm not talking shit about tiny homes or anybody who wants a tiny home and lives in a tiny home at all. I just think it's a little fishy. No, think, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, with all the resources out there, it's just crazy. And coming from a third world country, coming from a real tiny situation, from <laughs> a tiny... Yeah, I, I lived in one room with my family for a long time, in a house, but every, like, all of all of my uncles and aunts had a room in the house. Yeah. And I thought it was awesome. Got to be around your fam all the time. You know, there's always someone around in the house. Moved to America. And my aunt, who moved here when she was like 20 or something or 18, just came up. She did the American dream. The streets were paved with gold. And she 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 jumped through the hoops. You know, she did the thing, the immigrant thing. And her house is opposite of tiny. She has five bathrooms that she made me clean every weekend. Right, before do... i could go out and you know what i'm saying we got to do next episode on normie homes she's like because that's too big that's too know, many bathrooms i got yeah, that's what i thought i was like wow why do you you know <laughs> you and your husband you you got the master bedroom and then your two daughters who sleep with you in your master bedroom because they're baby they're like you know they're really small at the time they're like six or five or and three or something like that when she got the house yeah what if all four of them need to go to the bathroom at the same time and they have a guest over i.e you yeah exactly that's why you need five bathrooms it's just culture and society culture and society is gonna it's dictating this conversation <laughs> about tiny home is what i'm trying to say here and we prefaced it from the jump it's called a red herring folks the Baha'i Kubo folklore about the Filipino huts, fun. It's a it's a children's song for for kids to think it's it's nice to be what we call in America off the grid. Yeah, farming farming on the land, living off the land. As a Filipino person back there, that wasn't cool. It wasn't yeah. you know you wanted to be in a big home, you wanted to be an American home. Now it's backwards. When you're here, people want to be off the grid. They want to live off the land. What does that mean? That's so weird. In the in the Philippines, it wasn't called a tiny home. It was I got fuck. I gotta build this house. <laughs> I don't have one. And is that is that is that what people are doing here? But it's branded as something responsible. Well, building a tiny home is. I I couldn't afford to build a tiny home right now. I know that for sure. In the most negative way I could possibly imagine, if the propaganda from the machine and big brother is true i think that's what's happening i think they're saying without freaking anybody out too much yeah i don't think you're gonna make enough money in your lifetime because i'm an economist but i don't want to tell you that so i'm just gonna you know we're gonna put it through the system 
we're going to run it through Big Brother, and Big Brother just says tiny homes are good. They make up a word. Yeah. They market it to you. <laughs> they put it on your Facebook, Twitter feed, your timeline. Hey, listen, listen, listen. You yep. got a bathroom in there. You can you can afford to make three meals a day. You're allowed to leave, but you can't really afford to do anything else. Like it's not prison. It's not prison. You didn't break the rules. Because here's the thing, if you choose to be in poverty, you're really not in poverty. You know, poverty how much you make shouldn't define how much you choose to pay for your house shouldn't define whether or not you're living in poverty, should it? Yeah, you're, I mean, your quality of living, Boom, that's completely up to you. <laughs> Fucking got you. They made you pick to be in poverty. Yeah. Because, like, what... So, if you're if you're wealth... Damn, I like the way you put that. Because if you're wealthy, like, like, whether someone chooses to live as though they're impoverished or if they're actually impoverished, it's the same end, right? For you, it's just more resources for you to have. Yeah. Yeah, why invest in a home and land that would increase in value in the current market when you could just live in a box you built? I guess you can feel fulfilled from that. If you're convinced that you're going to sure. feel fulfilled from that, then you're going to feel fulfilled from it. Some people are truly very happy living a minimalist and simple lifestyle, and I do truly respect that. And, I, you know, sometimes... it. I dream about it every now and then. Yeah, just having one suitcase and no, yeah. nowhere to be. Yeah, and then I like pull out my phone and I'm like, oh, well, I can't go without this. And well, I walk into the living room and see my PlayStation and my TV. I'm like, well, you know, I, I gotta bring this. You're just like, holy shit, I heard they might make a new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> gotta make enough money to play that. <laughs> my, uh, my fiance, she was actually trying to get me to get rid of a bunch of my old clothes and shirts from my closet and i was so mad i was like well, you, this is a piece of my history i felt like a hoarder <laughs> even though i'm not messy at all and i don't really like i just don't buy new clothes so you just i just kind of keep them yeah she's like you know you're you, half your clothes in here you never wear and i didn't want to admit it yeah i was like all these clothes are special to me i found you know how many thrift stores i got all these clothes in and how many people gave me these <laughs> clothes that i've never bought for myself dude uh, i had my cousin's hand-me-downs because my family's like that until i was like 19 and the only reason i don't still wear their hand-me-downs is because i'm bigger than all of them you know like otherwise i'd be, still be wearing fucking nick and ermin shit <laughs> i just don't think you would do well in a tiny home because of that age. You, you know you live larger than life well I wouldn't do well in a tiny home because I try to do this thing where I gyrate my hips. Uh, like, I just like to dance, right? Like, part of, like, one of the best parts of human experience is dancing. And it's really hard to do that and to be happy doing it in your own home. You know, dance like nobody's watching when you can only take two steps at a time. So, if, if when you're buying a tiny home, are you actually buying the land that you build your tiny home on or do you just buy the resources and rent the land off i mean that that's a case-by-case -case basis but most tiny homes in the u.s are on wheels to circum to circumvent building codes okay so i don't remember the oh i remember i went to los angeles in december of uh, last year obviously and there's this really really fascinating museum called the museum of jurassic technology the fuck exactly that's My, badass shout out to ricardo ricardo is anyway thank you ricardo for telling me about that 
because what that museum is, someone got massive grant funding to start a project. Might have been MacArthur Genius Award, but something similar. Got a ton of money, decided I'm going to start a museum where half of the stuff in there is fake and half of the stuff is totally real. And it's so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. So good. And one of the one of the things that is I later found out to be real was this they made tiny dioramas of mobile homes, the original tiny home. Yeah. And basically trailers. We're going full circle here, folks. People built trailers before they existed and were marketed because they wanted to live on the road because it was probably fun. It yeah. was probably awesome to do that because gas was, I don't know, around that time gas probably, end of the day, people were probably trying to make the most out of their money. Yeah. And they wanted to live the way they wanted to live and they made it happen. And that's and probably why they do it now. Mobile homes. Boom. Yeah. yeah. So... I learned a lot. Oh, by the way, this museum, right? I think it was like three floors. I couldn't, I honestly couldn't tell what was real and what was fake. Because some of it was like ancient stuff and stuff from Bibles and ancient text. But it was all so weird. And the way it was curated was perfectly strange. And they had sound clips playing in other rooms. That and it was all just in. a mix of like like fabricated shit and then real oh, shit yeah. oh that's paintings so cool. all sorts of different like you the way they had it you never knew what to expect around the corner yeah and on the very last floor i was going up the last staircase to the third floor and it was an exhibition going up the stairs of staircases <laughs> <laughs> and i got to the top i was hearing this music and i was like oh we're you know it might be another one of those recordings and when i finally got to the very very top on the roof it was people playing live music oh on that's the roof. cool as fuck and they were giving out like free tea and stuff like oh you made it your mind has been fucked <laughs> congratulations I love that. It, it was like a they like a man with a cello like classical music real soothing to kind of relax you after getting super confused the whole time so it, in la check out the jurassic museum museum of jurassic technology very very awesome so what I took away from that is in any worthwhile experience, some things are true, some things are false, but it's about the journey and the end. And if you have a tiny home, you can, you can continue your journey with your home on, yeah, on, in a car. <laughs> on so, the back of a truck. Do you think tiny homes are like about minimalism? Do you think it's about self, uh, you know? Making yourself feel better about things is a uh, well, like on the surface, I think that the the appeal of the tiny home outside of its its resource efficiency comes from uh, this desire to figure out how little you need, right? And people who do tiny home things are, I think, pragmatic in the sense that they realize that they were raised in a way where they can't just shit in a bucket and walk and then hunt their food, right? Because that's like, that's the extreme of of this minimalist lifestyle, like owning nothing and having nothing and just enjoying life as it comes. But the challenge, it's like a puzzle. It's like figuring out how little do I need? How little space can I get away with being happy? 
with um and that's a cool puzzle it's like sudoku or figuring out how many shacks per square unit of something it's just like a a, a challenge for yourself to fill the time in in your life because uh, i feel like a lot of life is and the reason that people make art especially is like kind of trying to figure out something to do hmm. and a t- building a tiny home is just another thing to do building a home on a ship building a home in a car it's just another thing to do where you can challenge yourself and have a, a specific goal which is like what's the smallest thing that i can live inside of and like live in it practically and not just like put myself out uh, i had a friend who um lived in a truck one time out of necessity or by choice necessity yeah yeah in san diego um yo if you're listening to this my bad i put your story up and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dox you you had to live in a truck (laughs) it sucked well that's my issue with tiny homes man is like most of them are built so like it's by people who have the capacity to afford like a different living situation I want to know demographics. Who buys tiny homes? What's the average age? What's your ethnicity? Dude, you know? We got to get 40 minutes of research for all that. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So. Also, I, the man doesn't want you to know that stuff. I think I think it's people our age. Really? You think so? You think mm. it's people who are, who are uh, dissociated from, like, the norms of society? I think more popularly... Yes, I because I just can't imagine many fifty or sixty year olds would choose to do that. No, maybe a percentage of more open minded and I guess free living older people. Um, but still, you know the the point of having a home is to be comfortable in it. Yeah, and if you can be comfortable in a small home, that's respectable. I respect you for that. But I think. I think at some point, do you think that enough is enough for space or because, because, so what does it mean for people with humongous estates like Michael Jordan has like a 700 room house, let's say, for example? Well, I think that, I think that it's, uh, going off of what I was trying to propagandize y'all with earlier, which is like tiny homes are a reflection of what the powers that be want from poorer or younger people. I, I think that like large, you know, ridiculous homes that use up too much resources, it's like the other side of the coin, which is um, social expectation. Like I think people who have giant homes who don't entertain 700 guests, like if you have a 700 bedroom home and you don't entertain 700 guests ever, at that point it's just a flex. Like it's just proof to yourself that you made it or it's, I mean, it's an investment at a certain point, but no investment has any value unless someone's willing to buy it. And I don't think anyone will really want to buy Michael Jordan's home outside of the novelty that Michael Jordan owned it. I also don't think that the allure of tiny homes are reflective of income level no definitely not i think well because i say that because of the allegory made earlier about actually i'm not sure if i'm using that word right about (laughs) trailer parks yeah trailer homes because they might roughly be similar in price but i just don't think people who 
don't necessarily want to live there in a trailer home are aware of tiny homes. So that's kind of weird to me too. Well, I'll put it like this. Is it a brand market thing or is it too new? But it's not because, okay, I'm just interrupting you now. No, it's cool. Like um, tiny homes are, that's a niche market, right? So that means that there's less profit to be made in it as a whole. Like there's less consumers of tiny homes. That means that the things you get built for your tiny home have to be custom for that home. And normally when people build a tiny home, it's custom for their living style specifically. Which means that the cost of materials is only lower because you're using less of it. But realistically, you need to have the amount of money to get all of your things custom made for your tiny home unless you live close enough to a tiny home uh, market or like somewhere that specializes in building tiny homes. So you actually need to get things made custom for you. You might need a a smaller toilet made or a special type of cabinet system for it to be up to your standards, which is not something that poor people necessarily have the ability to do. Is like It's a lot harder to go somewhere and be like, hey, can you build this tiny home for me for like 10 grand? Because I know that's how much it costs in materials because people need to fabricate it special for that type of house. Like if you only have an 8 by 20 uh, home and plumbing comes in 20 foot lengths, like the piping for plumbing only comes in 20 foot lengths, but you have to pay someone to cut and shape that piping to fit around your weird wall divisions that make it into a three bedroom tiny home and all of that, like that's extra cost and labor and effort that you need to pay for um so i don't think it reflects income level at all because you need to be able to get all that shit done and pay for it you can't just buy it and have it built like a factory i just, i also feel like people that aren't really necessarily high in income level have experience with construction and building things also so yeah so they can't do it themselves you have to pay more for it hmm but they would know how to build it. Maybe. Maybe. It, is that but, but as a poor person, wouldn't you want to live in a bigger home? Just to flex? No, just to like not live in a small home anymore. Yeah. Like my aunt, you know? She yeah. doesn't want to live in a small home anymore. She got a big ass house. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you're standard people always like what they don't have, right? Right. Yeah. But I also think that uh, humans like space, man. Like, like nothing's better than walking into a meadow. I wouldn't mind having a tiny home if I opened the door and I was in a ten acres of my own land. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. That I don't mind, and that that kind of makes the the folk song that we played earlier a little nicer. You know, you you might have your little hut. You might be growing your crops on your own land but when you open your well you might not even have a door (laughs) you look outside and there's some mountains and there's your jicama and your eggplants and stuff just chilling you know you grew it maybe a husband's going out to get some fish come back later little kids are playing in the mountains i don't know might be chill i mean reasonable tiny homes for homeownership are not uh, if you're a poor person and you're like, I want to own a home that gives me all the things that like wealthier people have when they own a home, like land, 
the opportunity to farm and like really get away a mobile tiny home isn't really your option right because you can't farm that's that's if you want to be like a if you want to drift or be able to move at any moment so i don't really see tiny homes as a viable substitute for settling you know and to me that's just another way to keep that's just another cultural identity to keep people from feeling like they have ownership of the space that they exist within hey maybe tiny homes are just a good way to save money so you can get a big home yeah that's true probably i don't know shit <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people get uh, tiny homes while they're in college so they can just have some place to invest in while they're studying it's an interesting time you know it's like still 20 grand to it's build a tiny, one it's a tiny yeah i guess i mean you gotta have the capital up front to do it is what i was trying to say like before you need the lower you need the lower case up front yeah true uh man tiny homes it's deep it's deep it's political it's a sensitive topic a lot to it reminds me of the dynamic the duality between consumerism and having a lot having the opportunity to have more versus the people who might not and want more but it's flipped backwards yeah it's flipped well it's what it feels like at least i feel like getting convinced that tiny homes are better by media is like if i were someone who had a problem with man spreading getting convinced that because i'm smaller i deserve less space um yeah yeah i see the good in it we've talked about the good a little bit mostly we've talked about what could be bad about it which is also important because most of the stuff out there is talking about what's good about it yeah i haven't i haven't seen a a lick of anything negative about tiny home because really the only thing negative you could say about it is that um it's tiny you know it might not have enough space uh is there anything bad to say besides the probability that it might be a whole propaganda sham no there's nothing bad inherently about a tiny home definitely not that i can think of maybe someone else can think of something but my concern is more with the movement and whether or not you can trust it it is an option. I guess if it's okay, it's okay regardless of who's feeding it to you, right? It's a sign of the times, maybe. It's a sign of the times. It's all about propaganda these days. Ever since the radio came out. Hey, dude, I just get worried that uh, that we that there's an imposed fake resource scarcity that doesn't actually exist. Like this idea that world hunger is caused by not making enough food because that's false and that uh, that everything is happening because we don't have enough which isn't true imagine putting people with one percent 
of the money in tiny homes for a few years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like a really tiny home. Like maybe like a, a very small tiny home with just a bathroom. You mean a porter potty? Yeah, we could just put them in a porta potty and just have them live like that. Like a two story porta potty. Yeah. <laughs> like a tube. Yeah, and then we could <laughs> distribute their space amongst people who never had it or had access to it. Yeah, you install four Heelys underneath it and make yeah, it wheel mobile. them around. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, attach them to a caravan that just travels. Yeah, or a rip stick. Yeah. You put a rip stick on the bottom and. Have it wiggle around. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But if we didn't have all these wealthy people, where would all the jobs come from? Oh. Because everyone loves work. Oh no, yeah, I forgot about the trickle down theory. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have you gotta have wealthy people to have jobs. Right. I forgot about Reaganomics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like like without wealthy people, we'll just never I mean us us poor people just can't figure out that we need food and shelter and we like stuff, so you know, you need wealthy people to tell us that we want all that. Yeah, it's really up to them to uh, write write the fabric of of humanity because they're responsible. Yeah, because they're they're responsible, smart ones, and yeah. we're all just a bunch of idiots. Otherwise, we'd be as wealthy as them, right? That's that's that is a fact. Yeah, total fact. That is a fact. I mean, capitalism is just a super functioning social system, mm-hmm. and we have capitalism. We definitely don't have some weird. Uh, society where people who have a bunch of money and power can control the waves of capitalism we just have pure free market uh capitalism that just functions perfect it's fine there's no way to make it all perfect because people are too confusing at the end of the day well you know what helps is if we all get into little boxes and we eat bugs yes (laughs) we if we all do that then no global warming no uh, homeless homelessness problem anymore, and we'll all have lived a full human life. Yeah, stop using so much resources. Yeah, that way the one percent doesn't have to give you more money. Yeah, you don't deserve resources. You don't deserve health care. You don't deserve uh real meat or real vegetables. Well, Just stop eat wasting, bugs. Stop wasting time and make them more money. And scientists are dumb. Like they can't figure out better ways to produce protein. Like we gotta fucking, we gotta just eat you know shitty vegetables running out of meat running out of fish there's Uh, no space anywhere the the cows that we're growing are destroying the amazon rainforest which is the source of most of our oxygen yeah um which is why it's okay to live in a tiny home yeah 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 and it's like the taxes are too high on on farming and and having houses. So even if you could just build your own home in a space that no one lives on, like you gotta pay taxes on that. So, I mean the cow thing, the cow thing's pretty concerning to be honest. The Amazon thing's pretty concerning. I thought it was the military that caused the most uh, carbon emissions on the planet. Oh, probably. Yeah. Well, jets and testing they do all the time. Yeah, but you know what's super important is that we carbon tax people who drive their cars to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't we can't uh, audit the military. 
because that's bad. Just tax people with big homes. Yeah, yeah you got tax. You got tax people with big homes. You got tax people. I mean, who, they do. Uh, they need to get taxed. Yeah. People with big homes get taxed. And then we'll use that to build the military and then, up. And then you can you can pay people with tiny homes. Yeah. Which is probably happening in some places. That'd actually be pretty cool. I would get a tiny home if they paid me for it. I think some people get grants. To, you know, they actually get paid to live in a tiny home. Well, I know in Baltimore that you can write a proposal to like refurbish like one of the dilapidated homes yep for like yep. yeah i think it's like up up to like 15 grand or something yeah that's like, true they'll give you a home and then you can fix it up that's true or yeah. if you're like studying at a college you can get a grant to help pay for your refurbished home yeah that's pretty cool and see that's what that's what i think is a healthy one healthy approach you know next to ha people that there's a market for people that want tiny homes very clearly but there's also there there should also be other means of putting people in homes. Yeah. It's not the only it's not the only thing. Well, you know, why don't you fix the economy so people can afford the homes that they want also? Like and I wouldn't say that we should that everyone should have their dream home. But I think it's possible. <laughs> I think it's possible for everyone to have a pretty good home that they choose. I think it's totally reasonable. With, you know, there's just no way that Jeff Bezos does, like, $80 billion worth of labor every year. I just find it hard to believe. Have you seen how ripped he is, though? Uh, yeah, he totally does. I mean, I guess if, you know... Dude, he's bald. He's like One Punch Man. True. And minimum wage is 10 15 starting October 15th of 2019. So, I mean, Jeff Bezos definitely does, you know... 800 million times more work per, per hour than your average minimum wage worker. For sure. According to the numbers, yeah. Yeah, definitely. He definitely does that much more labor than, like, our, our time, you and I, our time is only worth, you know, less than 30 bucks an hour. Way you know, less. Yeah, every, every hour that goes down the drain, every moment we move closer to death, that's worth you know less than 30 bucks an hour for sure for sure mm -hmm. if if we wanted to quantify our yeah. existence yeah quantify the amount of time we spend on this planet doing work for other people for sure worth less than that man we can go on all day we're at 106 right now i think it's time to get into the uh, into the box and eat bugs yeah <laughs> yeah these bugs are they're just Hopping around, <laughs> gotta eat them. These grasshoppers. You know, someone was pulling weeds outside when I walked in. Maybe we can ask them if they found any bugs that we can centipedes. Eat. Yeah, like Timon and Pumbaa style. Yeah, they made that shit look good. Pff, fucking delicious. And insects don't have feelings. Oh no, they no, don't. No. no, that's why it's you know it's alright if you're a vegan. Yeah, to eat them. Insects are gross and creepy, and cows have big eyes. Yeah, yeah. they have feelings because they have uh udders they remind us of ourselves therefore bad to eat but bugs bugs don't remind us of ourselves so good to eat um plants definitely don't remind us of ourselves but they have feelings but they're okay to eat because they don't got eyes or ears yeah, yeah yeah plants have feelings but it's okay because they can't they can't really move that fast and we can't really see. We can't see their feelings. They're too chill. They move too slow. Yeah, true. Yeah. They move yeah. way too slow. The mushrooms have feelings, but we still eat them. But yeah. they don't care. Yeah. They're already... They've taken over. But it's bad this to eat This is their animals. world. 
That'd be eat animals because they fart. They fart. You get, isn't that fucked up? The world is getting warmer because of farts. Yeah. The world is... The the thing that's going to destroy the world potentially is fart. Dude, I blame neck beard, beard farts like, you know, Mountain Dew Cheeto farts. <laughs> that has to raise, like, a room's temperature by two or three degrees every time it happens. Yeah, I mean, this room's warmer right now because I've been ripping ass all, all pod. Hell yeah. Shit. Right. I I think I'm starting to piss myself off, so <laughs> I'm starting to get angry now. Yeah, I don't want to catch one of these toots on on pod. So nah, I'm start I'm starting to get so mad. I might like want to organize and flip over I'm cars. And actually live in a tiny home. I'm yeah. so mad. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope everyone liked this tiny pod. <laughs> kind of a crazy one. Uh, I love you guys. Yeah. Right to your. Right to your senator, right to the mayor or something. Yeah, definitely don't consider organizing and change, eating. Yeah, mayor. change the world <laughs> after listening to this. <laughs> like, we are going to... Not do anything, just move into a tiny home because it'll save us a couple bucks. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, I'll talk, talk shit. Maybe the gas coming out of our mouths will save the world. Anyways, that's it. That's it, everybody. Hope you all have a great night, morning, or afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And if you live in a tiny home, uh, and you listen to the whole thing, uh, yeah, you should unsubscribe. <laughs>